Have you ever wanted to tell a guy how you felt, like how you really felt, like that you like him? Have you ever wondered what would happen if you did? This might be a story you need to hear. This is the non-exclusive podcast. Real life stories that help relationships flourish. Hosted by... Rebe And Candace. Okay, so I'd heard about Rebe's story before I actually heard Rebe's story. It's that infamous. But the root of it is bravery. It's going to give you some really good examples of how to actually be brave. Have you ever found yourself about to do something you never thought you would actually do? Something that most people would say is crazy or unnecessary, yet you couldn't shake the feeling that you had to do it. So here you are, and you're more sure than you've ever been in your life. That's where I found myself, December 22nd, 2015. In the middle of the hustle and bustle of the mall at Christmas time, about to tell a guy how I felt about him, totally unsure of the outcome. So how did I get here? Let's rewind. I wore this key around my neck. It wasn't even the key I was supposed to have. I bought it for my friend, one to match my key, etched with the word hope. But when I spent the weekend with her and she poured out her heart, it was clear that she needed to be reminded of hope. So I kept the other one. It said, fearless. I don't know why I need to be fearless yet, but I guess I'll find out. And boy, did I ever. You needed to know that before I get back to the guy. You also need to know that up until this point, I wasn't one to fall for a guy very easily. I had gone through college completely single and full of ambition. Don't get me wrong. I hoped for romance, marriage, and a family in the future. But at the time, a guy would have to prove even more worth it than my best friends and my creative activities and adventures. Okay, finally, back to the guy. Let's call him John. John is tall, stoic, and muscular. He and I had been friends for a good year. We were acquainted before, but actually met each other through mutual friends after both moving to Nashville, Tennessee. I remember that day. Summertime, waterfalls, and hikes over rocks and through streams. Adventure was out there and sparks were flying between the two of us, though no one mentioned it at the time. Ah, yes. I'll spare you the details of our year-long friendship, the bounce back and forth between I like him and we're best off just friends, or he's totally wonderful and he's just a little too immature to date. All the typical semi-annoying rationale that comes with crushes and relationships. We never dated, I just couldn't help but notice him. But just when I was in a solid, just friends state of mind, I got this text out of the blue. Is your apartment building 11? Though skeptical at his reason behind it, I answered yes and asked why he needed to know. Oh, we just moved in upstairs. We're neighbors then. Yup. John was now within a few yards of me at all times. Before we go any farther, let me introduce you to the other guy. What, you thought there was just one? Let's call this guy Joe. 
Joe is one of the sweetest, most thoughtful guys you'll ever meet. He lived nearby, had mutual friends, and started running in the same friend circles I did. Soon enough, I found myself hanging out in groups with John and Joe multiple times per week. We had movie nights, game nights, went to concerts, went to church together, went out for milkshakes, invited each other over for dinner, all kinds of things. Then Joe started bringing me my favorite coffee before church. He bought me fancy tea as a housewarming gift. He was very attentive and remembered things that surprised me. Joe was showing interest. I've had friends speculate how great it would be to have multiple guys to choose from in their romantic picture. Yeah, you'll think that until it actually happens to you. For the first month or so, it was kind of fun, but it didn't last long. I knew this couldn't go on forever. Sooner or later, someone was going to say something. There was a high chance that someone could get hurt and a definite chance that I was going to have to make a choice. The guy who I couldn't shake, I couldn't help but notice for so long. Or the guy who just walked into the picture and was actually showing interest. John or Joe? Heart or head? I coasted a little longer, all while stressing out and journaling a lot and asking God what the heck I should do. The more I talked to God about it and sorted my thoughts, the more my prayers shifted from, God, please show me what to do, to, Lord, strengthen these guys' faith. Give us all wisdom. Help us be faithful to you and grounded in you no matter what happens. Help us handle this in a way that glorifies you. My prayers became less about God swooping in and fixing my problems and more about him being glorified. I didn't tell anybody I was coming over here, you know. When'd you get back? Tuesday. Let's get that dress. Do you like it? One night we were watching It's a Wonderful Life. I love that movie so dang much. We got to the scene where George visits Mary after she comes home from college. Mary has on her best dress, coaxes him in, has their song playing, and even has a cross-stitch picturing an old inside joke displayed in her home. The scene shows George feigning disinterest, the two of them quarreling, and eventually they end with a passionate kiss. Then it cuts to George and Mary joyous and in love on their wedding day. While this scene was all happening on the screen, John looked over at me and said, See, sometimes a guy just needs to be set up. In that moment, I knew exactly what I had to do. I just had no idea it would be so soon or so dramatic. My car was packed, ready to drive home to see family for Christmas vacation. But first, I had plans to go to church with Joe. I felt relieved, honestly. During the church service, I asked God to give me the words to say and the opportunity to talk with John about our relationship in the new year. After church, I walked through the parking lot and realized I had forgotten to wear my fearless key necklace. I was weighing the pros and cons of going back to my apartment before hitting the road when Joe started to say something. Hey, so I was wondering, when we get back from break, would you like to go out to dinner with me? There it was. The inevitable shoe had dropped. 
and I was about to drive away for two weeks with no power to figure anything out. I don't remember everything I said to Joe. It was something like, thank you so much for asking. Let's talk about it when we get back. I'm forever cringing when I look back on that, Joe. I immediately drove back to my apartment. I told my roommate everything. I really liked John. I knew 100%. I was planning to talk with him, to let it come up naturally within the next couple of months. But Joe just threw me a curveball and asked me out. And I'm about to go out of town for two weeks. Her response is still hilarious to me. She said, well, you could meet him at work while he's on break and talk to him right now before you go. No, that was way too dramatic. To walk up to him in the middle of the mall and tell him how I feel right now? Way too dramatic. Isn't it? That brings us back to where we started. I did go to the mall. I texted John and asked when he was on break. I knew it was probably the craziest thing I had ever done, but I knew it was exactly what I needed to do. I need you to take note of where my heart was at this point in the story. One, I was prayed up. I had been talking to God about this and copying scripture in my journal for a couple months now. I still have those journals to prove it. And two, I decided it was worth the risk. Even if his answer was no, I needed an answer for my own well-being so that I could move forward. And number three, I really liked him. And I didn't want to pass up the chance for something great just because I was scared of rejection or change. No matter the outcome, God was still good and was still going to do great things in my life. John came out to meet me. There were people with Christmas packages, shopping bags, swarming around us, but I looked right at him and said, so Joe just asked me out, but I don't feel like I can give him an answer until I talk to you because... I care about you a lot, and I have feelings for you, and I need to know what page you're on in order to move forward. If it's a yes, I can move forward. If it's a no, I can move forward. I just need to know what you think. He blinked at me for a second and went on to tell me that he did care for me, and he thought I was pretty awesome, but he just wasn't ready to date right now. And with some stroke of Holy Spirit wisdom, I anticipated this question and came back with, well... Do you think you'll ever be completely 100% ready for a relationship? He chuckled and said, well, no, I guess I'll never be completely ready. I said, I'll never be completely ready either, but I think we could be something really good and I think it's worth a shot. I could tell his mental wheels were firing on all cylinders. He blinked a few more times and said, I'll tell you what, let me think this over and pray about this. And then we'll get together and talk about it after Christmas vacation. I agreed. I thanked him. Then walked out of that Christmassy mall and felt like I could fly. There's nothing like finally saying something you felt for over a year. There's nothing like being brave. Yep, as you suspected, we have an Instagram. We love it. We love posting pretty things and a lot of coffee pictures. If you enjoy Instagram too, check us out at non-exclusive podcast. You'll read additional details to the stories you hear. Plus, you'll get to match faces to names. Unless I change my hair again. (laughs) 
Christmas came and went. New Year's came and went. I hadn't heard a thing from John, barely anything from Joe. When we all said we'd talk about it when we got back, I guess we really meant it. Before meeting with them, I journaled a lot. Let me read you this verse. I think God kind of led me there at this time. It was the verse I was clinging to, just going into this difficult, emotional, heavy conversation that would soon follow. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Colossians three twelve through 15. If I truly say I love people, including these two brothers in Christ, I wanted this passage to rule my actions and thoughts towards them and really just be all over these conversations. The night after I returned, I met up with Joe. Friend, take note of this part. I told him everything. I told him exactly why I hesitated. I told him how incredible he was. I told him it wasn't fair to lead him on when I had feelings for someone else. I told him who I had feelings for. I think he was surprised, but he said he was grateful for an honest and respectful answer instead of a classic excuse. The next night, the moment came. I met with John. We sat down at an Indian restaurant, and after we ate, he gave me his answer. No. I had seen it coming, honestly, and my resolve for an answer regardless of the outcome remained, but that did not change how awful I felt as I walked back to my car. The next day, I was sitting at lunch, moving slowly from lack of sleep and abundance of disappointment from the night before. Then my phone went off. It was a text from John. We need to talk, it said. I get off at 8.30. Panic. What on earth could he have to say to me? This better be good, I thought, and we made plans to meet. As I sat in the booth at Steak and Shake waiting, I wrote this in my journal. God, if you would be more glorified in my life by adding a relationship with John, then by all means, make it happen. But if not, help me get over him, please. I had barely finished when I looked up to see John taking the seat opposite of me. The first thing he said was this. I owe you an apology. Last night I went to bed and I thought, I think I might have just made the worst mistake of my life. He went on to explain his own fear of losing control, how he had this plan set up for the next five years and he didn't expect a relationship to fit into that. He focused on what he had set out to do in his personal life and career and quite frankly was afraid of straying from that plan, afraid to step out of his comfort zone. But he did have feelings for me. He did think this could be worth a shot. If you're still willing, I'd really like to take you out on a date. I said, yes. I think my quick answer surprised a few people. 
He disappointed me. He had his chance, right? Wrong. See, first of all, I know his character. We'd been friends for a long time and had trusted friends in common. Second of all, how many men are willing to come back and own up to a mistake they made because of fear and so fully and graciously apologize for it? And lastly, the fact he had to figure things out in his own heart and make the choice to reach out and actually ask me out on a date, that was a good thing. It gave him ownership of the decision. It meant we both believed it was worth the risk. Oh, I'm ready. I've never been so sure, quite so steady. I'm gonna live my life to keep the promises I made. Even though I make mistakes, I know I'm ready. Fast forward almost two years later, November 12th, 2017. I was standing in front of a mirror, alone, in an adorable cottage. I was taking in the beautiful bouquet, cream-colored dress, and joyful expression looking back at me. This song was playing in the background. I was so ready. A few minutes later, I walked down the aisle and said, I do. So did John. If we had never been brave, we never would have gotten here. And that would have been a real shame. I love being his wife, and I love our story. Okay, so the first time I heard this story, I was like, who is this girl who straight up walked into a mall and told a guy how she felt about him? That takes so much courage. That's like beyond anything, you know, I could ever imagine doing. And I was like blown away. But then the more that I thought about it and the more that I talked with you, I thought, man, it really just took a lot of bravery. And really what it came down to was how filled you were, like how much scripture you had and how much time you were spending with God and in the word. And that to me ended up taking over in the coolness factor. Like it went from, whoa, she's just really gutsy to, whoa, that takes a lot because to be that filled is is hard to do. Yeah, that's the thing. I end up telling this story a lot and I feel really good about it. Like, oh, I was so gutsy. But the irony is that there have been so many times since, especially in like our dating, that I did not live up to my bravery at all. Like that moment was a great moment. And you're right, I was brave. And it was because I was filled up. I would not have been able to be brave had I not been always talking to the Lord, journaling my thoughts, journaling scripture, just meditating on that, having that in front of me and just being reminded that the outcome did not change my faith and the outcome did not change my identity or anything. You know, I was going to be okay. That's how I, that's how I decided it was worth the risk. Cause at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. I was going to keep living my life. I was going to keep following the Lord. Hopefully, you know, that was the plan. Yeah. And, hopefully. um, But it's just funny that a few months later, in other areas of my life, whether it was personal goals or desires or career things, that I just was not giving to the Lord at all. I was just letting them make me anxious. And instead of bringing those to him, like I did before, and like is really the point of that story, I didn't. And it was miserable. And I just felt very isolated very alone. And I think I could have handled certain things a lot better. 
One of many examples I could give was, especially after we had been dating a year, John and I, and I was just impatient as all get out because I had liked him for a long time and a year was good, right? That's enough time. But um, I just was really struggling with just fear that I was in it more than him, the lies that... You know, I cared more than him and that he was dragging his feet for reasons that weren't true. And I knew that logically, but I let the fear and the anxiety and the worry talk a lot more than I let the truth talk to me. And obviously we made it through and I learned a lot from that and it was okay. And we talked through that, John and I, but I just wish I would have handled it better. And I wish that I would have given that to God and I wish that I would have been I wish that I could look back on my journal during that time and seeing all of the scripture and all of the prayers and all of the worship lyrics and all of the things that I look back on, you know, the story you just heard and see in my journal. But here's Um, the thing, at least something I notice about that is you need that time. If you didn't have the time where you weren't filled and where it was a little bit like a little bit more filled with anxiety or fear or whatever, you wouldn't acknowledge that the other time was so great. Like you couldn't, if you don't have one to compare to the other, then you miss, you were bound to have it happen eventually, Mm -hmm. basically. You could have stayed in the word a lot longer, but if, if, but if you didn't, then you wouldn't know like, oh, this is the difference. Like, this is what I need. I need to be spending time with God. I need to be filled with scripture. I need this because without it, I feel lacking and I feel all those things because you felt the fear and the anxiety and the worry because you weren't filled with the other truths. That's really true. And I'm really glad that you pointed that out because it's true. That stark contrast definitely colors how I look at things in my life that I'm afraid about right now. I'm afraid that I won't hit my goals. I'm afraid that I won't be a good enough wife and homemaker. All of these things that like, if I let sit for too long, they will become real fears and anxieties. This story that you just heard is really not about the dating or the walking up to the guy and telling him about your feelings. I mean, granted, if you need to go tell someone about your feelings or need to have a conversation, little define the relationship talk, I hope that inspires you because sometimes that really is necessary just to be honest. I think sometimes we're not honest enough in our romantic relationships. And you don't have to wait for the guy to do that. Right. And you don't have to ask him out. You just need to kind of lay out like, hey, this is what's happening. and I just need you to consider this. Anyway, but that's really not the point. That's the funny thing. Every time I tell that story, like that's a fun part of it. But I just come back to, man, I would not have been able to do that if I was not filled up with the word of God. And kind of like Candace said, that's the reaction I get. Oh, I could never do that. I could never imagine doing that. And to me, that's hilarious just because in the moment I wasn't really thinking that. I knew it was kind of crazy, but I knew I needed to do that for my own personal well-being and I knew that I was secure in who I was enough to hear no um and I did for a minute there you did (laughs) and you know what it still it still was worth it in that moment even though it felt awful it was still worth it and it was because I was in that place with the Lord 100% and you know when you feel fear and anxiety and I remember back to that time when I was trying to figure out the situation I was freaking out a little It's very isolating. You feel like you're the only one in this. You're the only one that has to deal with this and you don't really know what to do. And thankfully, in that moment, I didn't stay there for long and I didn't stay isolated. And that's how it worked out. And really, 
that right there is a key part because you were filled up. You didn't stay in that fear place. And it's so easy for us to feel isolated and alone because we're sitting in fear and not talk about it, not share, not move forward, not do anything, not even go to God with it. Exactly. Because we're so afraid that we can't move almost. It's like super crippling. And, you know, it may not be your situation may not be that you're, a, you know, want to ask someone out or you want to pursue someone or you're trying to define a relationship or whatever it is. This is it's pretty universal. Like I have felt similar things in my life. And if I hadn't been in the word, if I hadn't been in scripture, if I hadn't had people um, around me that were speaking truth as well, or if I wasn't able to hear the voice of God speaking truth, I would have just stayed still and motionless. And and I think that that just go, that's for everyone. I, I know that this is not just something that Rebe and I have felt. It's something that all of us have felt. And we just want to encourage you to get in the word, to be spending time with God, whatever you need to do to get filled up and built up, because you'll be so much braver, like crazy braver, and be able to do things that you don't think that you literally can't wrap your mind around right now because you're in fear and it doesn't seem possible. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. John 15, 7 through 8. Gotta give credit where credit is due. The song that I was listening to on my wedding day that you heard in my story was Found a Heart by Emily Hearn. It's from her Promises EP, and I absolutely love it. If you like what you heard, rate us on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing and would help us out a ton. But really, your honest thoughts and opinions are super valuable to us. We really want to know what you think.